From an outside perspective, restaurants are the perfect getaway. Great food, inviting atmosphere, comforting environment. It's an all-around fantastic time for friends and family alike. Though it can be beautiful and enriching from the inside perspective, as a guest, one doesn't see the hardships and stressors of creating a wonderful experience. Every restaurateur goes through struggles and challenges that could make or break them. This podcast aims to explore that, pulling back the curtain and understanding what it's truly like to run these establishments as told by those who do it. I'm Justin Warner, and you're listening to Resto Talk, a podcast brought to you by Touch Bistro. Who are you and what are you doing? Well, my name is Casey Galbro. I'm the chef and owner of Foxfire Restaurant and Copper Fox Restaurant, both located in Geneva, Illinois. I like that. So tell me a little bit about Foxfire. All right. Foxfire, uh, it's a family-owned restaurant between me and my father. We've been in the same location since 2003. So going on our 20th year anniversary here in just a little bit. Number three steakhouse in all of Illinois. We just were awarded that about a month ago in one of the publications online. And we're uh, really, I wouldn't say fine dining, but fine casual steakhouse located in Geneva. Wow. That sounds like a lot to live up to. (laughs) Where is Geneva and what is Geneva like? Geneva is located just about 30 miles outside of Chicago. Towns nearby would be, uh, we're just west of Naperville, north of Aurora. We're located right on the Fox River. The town is itself. We're about a block away from the river. You're Midwest local town. Everybody knows each other. Our population's higher. It's not like a small hometown. You know, I'd say we're a little smaller than, say, Aurora or Chicago, but we're still got that down home feel. I like that. What is it about a steakhouse? Why? You know, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be spendy, but there's just something about a steakhouse. And what is it? It's just the feel when you walk into a steakhouse. It just, it's elevated. I mean, it doesn't even have to be, like you said, it doesn't have to be a classy steakhouse, but it just, the feel when you walk in, when you walk into Foxfire, it feels like home. It doesn't feel like that white tablecloth restaurant where you're ordering a hundred dollar steak, but it's still just something about a steakhouse. When you walk into it, you know, you're going to be taken care of. You know that the people that are, are putting their love into the, the food, it's almost like an Italian restaurant, but, but it's, you know, that the people there are, are putting the money into that, that product to put it out on your table they better be taking care of you. And I think that's when you walk into a steakhouse, that's what it is. You, you walk in, you know, you're in for a treat. In for a treat, indeed. And as far as the culinary world goes, I think a steak is always a treat. Yeah. And, and you know, steaks just, they, one thing that I love about it, it's in every culture. It's everywhere you go through all the different cuisines from France to, you know, the Latin to, you know, even up in Norwegians and, and, and America, all over, wherever you can find it, has that has a steak recipe that everybody knows. You know, it's like carne asada or Athenian steak from Greece or, you know, just there's something about steak that just translates from culture to culture. Indeed. And it's something that you celebrate with. Oh, for sure. So where did your journey, if you will, start? Well, my journey started back when I was early teens started working in a restaurant called Baker Square, which now I think there's only two of them in Illinois, but they were all over. Was a busboy, dishwasher, uh, host, worked my way through 
the restaurants till I went into college. I went to actually the University of Iowa. My goal was to work through college to pay for college. Ended up going to college to fall in love with the culinary world, falling in love with, uh, I actually started out as a bartender and a cook and just transferred from holding every position I could in the restaurant industry from being a general manager, a bartender, a manager, busboy, and then all the way up to now where I'm chef and owner of Foxfire in Geneva. So it's been a, it's been a long road. You know, I'm going on, uh, I don't want to say how long I've been going on it, but it's been, I mean, since I was 15, so it's been over 30 years in this industry. It's been an amazing ride. I've been very blessed to be with people that everywhere I've gone, I've learned something from, either from how, how to do pricing to how to do recipes to my first job, having the lady show me how to make bread. Even though we didn't speak each other's language, I could make a focaccia by the time my first week was done. It's been a great ride. I love that. If you had to do any specific restaurant position on end forever, I'm not saying there's retirement. I am saying that it is not terminating. What position would that be? I would stick with being the chef. Really? Yeah. The fact that you get to create, I mean, Foxfire, we're, we have an open kitchen. So it's not like I'm in the back sweating away in a room that I can't see my guests, but the fact that we get to cook and watch the people eat the food, we get to interact with the guests and we have people that walk up to the kitchen because they can see into it and they talk to us. I would say being the chef, just the creativity behind it. There's something new every day. There's never something that's similar, even though the menu is the same every day, people are ordering it differently. We get to see the people again and again. So I'd say chef would be the, the, the job I would do. If I, if I was in a restaurant purgatory, that's what I would do. Got it. See, I'm a bus boy. I don't know what it is. You know, I growing up as a bus boy, if somebody like didn't touch their food, you know, I'd, I'd snack off of it in the dish pit and a total vile and disgusting habit. But I was, you know, 15, 16 growing boy and budding gourmand. And also I feel like no one ever expects anything of the bus boy. So if you do a particularly good job, you get more accolades than you actually deserve. Yeah. I mean, the busboy is uh, the, well, you mentioned too, the, the backbones of the restaurant industry, the dish pit and the, the busboy, you know, our busboys work great. The people love them and they, they get the little, the little tips every now and, now and then shoved in their pockets and they, that, that's not a bad, not a bad rap. I, maybe I need to reconsider. <laughs> so you're well past the, uh, you know, five year do or die sort of mark. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've seen or had to personally overcome? We, if there's been a, a issue that the restaurant industry has fought, we've gone through it from everything from the housing crash, uh, the bubble of uh, the recession that came back in 2008 to COVID closures. And now the, the current economic collapse that we're facing or it's we, we've gone through it. The hardest, we, we thought 2008 was hard, and we thought COVID was pretty hard, but we all always faced it with a positive attitude. How? Well, I mean, part of it is we feel like we're in this position for a reason. I mean, I'm not going to go to church on you or anything like that, but we've been blessed. I think that we've been, we have a, a tremendous staff, a tremendous community. We fight for them and they fight for us. We support them. They support us. Going through 2008, it was scary. I mean, when we saw the, the the bottom kind of fall out of the market, going all the way from 
well, all the way up until about 2015, 2016. I mean, it was hard. We had ups and downs going into 2016. We, we kept it fresh. I did go back to school to try to become a teacher for culinary arts. And it just kind of lit a fire under me to where now we went from, you know, the struggle that, wow, look what we can do with our restaurant to where I could, where I got back into falling back in love with food, going to school, falling back in love with making my own recipes and, and that kind of thing. For the first 10 years, you know, you, you get into a rut and then doing that just, I think, elevated us even higher than we were before. Then when we get into COVID, that was another scary time. Being forced to be shut down was hard, but we we fought through it. You know, when we were closed, we we got the PPP loan, thankfully, and we uh, used that the best we can. We started bringing the staff back in. We called the staff in. We got them together. We started making foods for the local homeless shelters, the local hospitals. We donated to the nursing staffs at both CDH, which is in Winfield, the next town over, and Delnor. So Northwestern Hospitals, we gave a lot of food to the emergency room staff. Now with the work shortage, I mean, there there's always seems to be something, but we always try to strive above it. Oh, it's all good. I Trust me. My dad used to say life is just one thing after the other. Yeah. So uh, your joints have been on all sorts of top 10 lists. You said that you have the uh, number three steakhouse in a, a huge and populous state. That puts, I mean, it would put pressure on me. Does it put pressure on you? It does to the fact that, I mean, we're always striving to do our best. We're humble enough. I don't usually mention that. I mentioned it earlier, so I brought it up in the, now. But it does put pressure on us to achieve. But it also, when we get the five-star comments and the great reviews. I mean, it makes it that rewarding. You know, we're not your mom and dad's steakhouse. I think when we start seeing us get in those top fives, top tens, I think it started 10 years ago, we were the top 16 in all of Illinois. And that really like sparked our staff to say, let's keep trying. Let's keep trying. We're not over the top. We're not like that restaurant that serves you with a spoonful of steak with a little bit of sauce and say, that's your dinner for the day. We're here to feed people and to get that reaction of now we're the top three off of the food that we put out. We're, we're very excited and we're very humbled by it. But it's, it is, it's something we always try to strive every season. We're always changing up the menu and it's not just the kitchen. It's in behind the bar. It's the wine list. We always want to make it somewhat different when you come in so you can find maybe that new favorite, but we still hold on to the classics. So people have some comfort on the menu as well. So you have two concepts, Foxfire and Copper Fox. Mm -hmm. How many years apart were they? Foxfire, we opened up in 2003. And then Copper Fox, we opened up in 2000. We actually opened in 2021. What inspired you to expand? You know, some people say if it ain't broke, don't fix. I say a bicycle doesn't need a, a third wheel. What inspired that? And also, what was what were the two experiences like? You know, you have a, a pretty big gap of time in between them. Things must have changed. Can you talk about that? It was a challenge during COVID. Of course, there was a lot of closures and stuff that have happened in the area. One of our competitors actually closed their doors and we shared the same landlord. And during COVID, because we stayed open, we were able to actually pay our rent every month. So in this building became vacant, 
we kind of got the hint that they would like us to maybe check it out, take it over. We looked at it as a golden opportunity because Foxfire, we're known for steaks. You know, we are that father-son restaurant. People always ask us, can we rent you up for parties? Can we rent you up for weddings? And we, we don't have the space for it because we are one large room. When this became available, it was kind of like the light turned on in our minds and said, here we go. Let's open up an event venue that we can move a lot of the weddings and events that want to be at Boxfire. And we can have the space that's close enough in town. I mean, we're only a block away, maybe a block and a half, depending on what city you're from, where we can do the events. And it's, it's easy for me and the crew to go back and forth between the restaurants. It's not like going all the way to two towns over to try to make sure everything's working. It's just a hop on the bike or in the car in the winter, just go down and check on them or vice versa. People did call us crazy because we opened it up during a pandemic and then during a work shortage. There has been a lot of trials there in, in getting that staff to where we want to be, but we the level is definitely there. It's on par with Boxfire. What do you do to keep staff? We beg and plead and we uh, get on our knees a lot. <laughs> Oh, I know. No, we take, we take care of our staff. Our Foxfire, we just recently uh, went through some turnover. We went through our first turnover in the kitchen in 20 years. We have staff members, though, that have been here since we first opened in 2003. We have servers that have been here since we started. Busboys, too. We have now we have their grandkids or their kids working at grandkids. Maybe another 20 years. But we have their kids working for us. We have. We, we were placed, I mean, we treat our staff like family, not to sound like a cliche. We put our hearts out there for them. We're there for them. I think that's the difference than some of the other places in town. We do pay them a little higher too than, than most of the other places because we're, we want the best. So we pay the best. The main thing is, is we treat everybody with respect and, and, and like family. When we go into hire people, we're not just hiring numbers. I'm always asking in my interviews, what I can to, to get a good feel to see if, you know, is this somebody that I would not only hire, but is this somebody that I'd bring over for say Thanksgiving dinner? You know, is this somebody that will be part of the team? And I think that's the main thing that we, we do is we look for parts of a team when we're hiring, not for just those all-stars, but it just, the main thing of keeping them is uh, the way we treat them. For sure. We try to treat our staff differently in, in the regards of, I don't want my, chefs working more than 45 hours a week. I don't want my bartenders to be here from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. I learned through my life that I didn't get because I worked all these different jobs, all these long hours. There's got to be some something else in there. So we, we try to make sure that our staff know that, you know, work is not everything. Save time for your family, save time for your friends. Work that 45 hours will pay you good. But make sure like you have three things in life because that's what makes you work. It's three things. So you got to have work, you got to have family, and then you got to have a third thing that kind of keeps you wanting to do the other two things. So it's not only just your family that keeps you working. It's not just work that keeps you working. Have a third thing. So maybe it's a hobby or maybe it's a church or maybe it's something that something that you just want to strive to do because you need that balance. So we, we instill that in our staff, and I think they see that, and that's another reason why we keep them for so long. Got it. So you're a steakhouse. There are a lot of steakhouses. 
I live in South Dakota, I think probably the westernmost destination in what could be considered the Midwest. And we are definitely cattle country out here. And we have our fair share of steakhouses. How does your steakhouse get national attention? I would say it's what we put on the plate. I mean, we're all steakhouses kind of, I don't want to say we're all created equally, but until we put the stuff on the plate, we've been blessed. We've had a great relationship with certified Angus beef. That's the only beef we use at both the restaurants. That right there puts us above the most of the local steakhouses in town. The effort that we put into each uh, recipe and and how we present it, I mean, it's not rocket science. We just make sure we put out a great plate with great food, and we make sure that we try to do it every time that plate goes out. What gives us the, the acclaims, I don't think it's just the food that we're putting out there, but when you walk in, like I said earlier, when you walk into Foxfire, there's a feeling of it. It's just like that steakhouse that, you know, you know, the bartender knows who you are. The servers know who you are. Since we've been here so long, it's almost like a cheers. I don't know if you're old enough to know what cheers was. Of course. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody knows your name. People say they walked in and they feel like they've been here before. They feel like this is kind of home to them, just the way everybody is treated and it starts at the busboy, it starts at the host, and it goes all the way to the chef. We all love this place. And it shows in the food that goes out, the drinks that are being poured. And it's it's not that you're not paying $100 for a martini or $90 for a steak. You're getting good food at a good a decent price. And people like that. And it, it just, it's resonated throughout our 20 years. What's next for you in the next 20 years? The next 20 years, you know, we're we're always looking... You know, opening up another restaurant two years ago, you know, we're always looking. We're like, what's the next step? I think that we do like Foxfire the way it is. And we like, and people do like the fact that there's always an owner here. It's either me or my dad will be on the floor or I'll be in the kitchen. He'll be on the floor. And people come to to love that. And that's the next 20 years. If we could keep pulling that off, we'll definitely hopefully still be here to, to enjoy it. Maybe there'll be a couple more Foxfires. I, I think we have something that really works, that's successful. It's stood the test of time and, and can something we can definitely franchise out with in other locations. Very nice. Since you've been at this, we don't know the exact number, but since you were 15, 16, what advice would you give for young entrepreneurs or restaurateurs who are, are flirting with this sort of career path? You know, I want to joke and say, don't do it. But I, you know, my, my first to, to everybody that no matter where they go, you got to love what you do. The thing that, that has been key to our success is that we're always learning. Don't go in thinking, you know, everything because there's always going to be somebody that knows more than you. We bring in chefs all the time, not executive chefs, but we bring in new cooks, kids out of culinary school. We bring in kids that have worked took the hard knocks life of going through the kitchen, spending 10 years on a fryer. We bring them in and, and we tell them right now, you know, I'm the chef. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know everything. If you bring something to the table, let's see what it is. You need to learn from those that are around you. You need to put in a good team and have that mentality of that. You know, we're all going to do this together. I guide them as best I can. I give them the recipes. I show them how to do techniques, but I'm always learning. So if I hire Joe from the pasta place down the street, he might come in and say, you know, we tried this at the other place. I'll say, Hey, if it works, let's give it a try. I think that's one thing that helps too. 
with the stresses of, of, of the day to day, we're always learning. Everything is always fresh. You don't get through the uh, 80 hour week hitting your head against the wall, doing the same thing all the time. If you're always learning. And that's, that's the number one thing. Number two would be to, to manage yourself with mercy. My dad always says that you need to learn to delegate. If you want to get in this industry, if you want to have a family or if you want to have a vacation, you got to learn to delegate. You have to trust the people that you give jobs to. So that would be number three would be trust. And you have to make sure that you can leave the, the restaurant once in a while or you can leave the line once in a while. You can enjoy time with the tables or you could take a vacation. You need those three things. And if you don't and you don't get that time off, you're you're going to burn yourself out. Always, always manage yourself with mercy. Always trust the people that you're working with and delegate and, and you'll be successful. Thank you for listening to Resto Talk, a podcast brought to you by Touch Bistro. I'm Justin Warner. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll catch you on the next one. Casey Goldbro owns and operates Firefox Restaurant and Copper Fox in Geneva, Illinois. For more information on the restaurant and their locations, visit the websites listed in the description of this podcast.